0: Hello from the BBC. I'm Pete Ross with an update on the war in Ukraine. The US has confirmed it's sending an advanced rocket artillery system to Ukraine. The weapons have a much longer range than artillery already delivered. President Biden says they'd allow Ukraine to strike Russian targets more precisely. Our correspondent Tim Allman reports.
1: Writing in the New York Times, President Biden said, We have moved quickly to send Ukraine a significant amount of weaponry and ammunition so it can fight on the battlefield and be in the strongest possible position at the negotiating table. The weaponry includes the M142 High Mobility Artillery Rocket System, missiles that have a range of around 80 kilometres or 50 miles. US officials have been given assurances they won't be used to strike targets inside Russia. Mikola
0: Bayliskov is a research fellow at Ukraine's National Institute for Strategic Studies in Kyiv, which is advising the Ukrainian government on military strategy. He says the US artillery could make a big difference.
1: Now we have continuous front line. It's very difficult to infiltrate on the Russian side of a front line. And yes, with the systems that are able to strike 70, 80 kilometers, we can target not only reinforcement, but also logistic, but also command and control nodes. Also, it's counter-battery fire. That's why we are pleading for one month and a half to provide us with the system so we can arrest Russian uh, advances and arrest the uh, offensive actions.
0: Meanwhile, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has defended his government's record on delivering weapons to Ukraine. Mr. Schultz has faced criticism for not providing enough support to Ukraine and for failing to deliver heavy weapons. Addressing Parliament, the Chancellor said his government would send a state-of-the-art air defence system to Ukraine. In In the coming weeks, we will deliver additional weapons. The federal government has decided that we'll deliver the most modern air defence system we have, the Iris-T system. With this, we are enabling Ukraine to defend an entire major city against Russian airstrikes. And this, again, is a decision by this federal government. On the battlefront, Russian troops now hold about 70% of the eastern city of Sevrhodonetsk. It's the last major city in the Luhansk region still in Ukrainian hands. President Zelensky has accused Moscow of, in his words, madness after Russian troops hit a nitric acid tank plant in Severodonetsk in their attempt to capture the city. Mr Zelensky described the situation as very bad and very difficult. The BBC's Joe Inwood is in Kyiv. Taking Severodonetsk is a key aim of Russia's invasion. It would mean they controlled almost all of the Luhansk region, one of the two oblasts that make up the area known as the Donbass. It seems they're getting close to achieving that goal. The governor of Luhansk, Sergei Hadai, wrote on social media that Russia was in control of most of the city, but that some Ukrainian troops had retreated to more advantageous, pre-prepared positions. Elsewhere, there's been further evidence of potential war crimes in parts of Ukraine occupied by Russian troops. The BBC has heard multiple allegations of torture inside the Ukrainian city of Kherson, which is currently under Russian occupation. A doctor said he'd seen patients with burns from irons and cigarettes, signs of electric shock, strangulation marks, fractures and severe bruising. The United Nations and Human Rights Watch say they're investigating accusations of abuses and have gathered similar testimonies. The secretary of the Nova Kavaka city council in the region, Dmitry Vasilev, said he was held for 46 days.
1: The worst time was at the end. I was in solitary confinement and heard people being beaten upstairs every day, handcuffed to the radiator.
0: My family were so worried. On the diplomatic front, Denmark is holding a referendum on whether to join the European Union's common security and defence policy. It's the only one of the EU's 27 member states to, up until this point, have opted out. The government called the referendum in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Patience Murray reports.
1: For 30 years, Denmark's defence reservation has meant it plays no part in most European defence and security initiatives. In practice, that means the country is not invited to meetings, has little influence and cannot take part or finance any European military operations. But Danish leaders argue the regional security situation has changed and that calls for Denmark to work more closely with the EU on defence issues. Opponents fear strengthening EU defence ties might undermine Denmark's place in NATO.
0: Those are the latest developments on day 98 of Russia's invasion. I'm Pete Ross at the BBC.